You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. There is a place where time stands still, where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. Hi everybody, this is Annie for Showreel. Hope you're okay. Today, with COVID woes, we are going against the trend to talk to Sean Gannon, producer, production manager and post-production hero, on a locally produced romantic comedy out in theatres that don't have COVID restrictions and later on line. Love You Like That, written and directed by Eric Nash, was shot just before COVID and is now making its pitch for viewers' eyes, including overseas. I spoke with Sean about the film, how it happened, Glasshouse Productions, and the actors that made it possible. So um, you obviously shot the film in 2019. Was that uh, just escaping the COVID uh, miasma? It was just escaping um, the whole COVID fiasco. Um, it also, we we actually had the terrible um, 2019 fires ah. too. Um, so that was at the end of our filming. So we were filming over October, November 2019. And a lot of our shots were outside. And luckily, our last week of shooting, um, it was all inside. And it wasn't out to another beach. So we actually missed out all the smoke and the fires and so forth from then. Um it's a dreadful, dreadful time for everyone involved, but it would have been a dreadful time for anybody filming in that conditions also. So we've been quite lucky, per se. Well, it's pretty unusual to uh, decide you're going to do a romantic comedy, and I suppose with these kind of arduous <laughs> things going on around you, it would even seem more amazing to be involved in such a thing. Yes, yes. I look at every every project you take on is a challenge, and um, we certainly had our challenges. But we're lucky. It's from look from the get go. Um, Love you like that has been a wonderful project. Things have happened at the right time and for the right reasons. So it's been very much um, serendipitous for a lot of the actual film. Um, as much as we can do planning, you can plan everything out, but you can you can be guaranteed not all that's going to work. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's, there's a lot of running, running at the last minute, trying to organise stuff out, um, especially during the actual, the initial principal photography and shoot. Um, yeah, it could be, I, I like to state it as going into war. Because <laughs> you don't know what you're against. You can be as prepared as you can be, but that's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, how long was the shoot? It was a five-week shoot, so it was quite short term, which is good. Yeah, yeah. It's actually quite a complicated film in the sense of uh, the... Uh, storylines and um, the amount of actors you've got. It's almost like an ensemble cast, isn't it? Most most definitely. Um, if you look at films like along the lines of like Love Actually, um, it's very similar because it's not just one story it's telling. It's actually one person that's floating through many different stories of all the township people of Seafront Sands. 
and um, so it makes it quite a large cast, um, which was which was wonderful. No, for for us it was a big family, and it still is. And um, yeah, it was it was very different from a lot of storylines that are out there. And uh, I think there's going to be a few little surprises with their twists and their turns and reveals and so forth within the film itself, which. Um, the hardest thing, as, as, as with any film, the hardest thing is getting that story down visually and how you can put that forward visually. Because when you read something, you can read and create ideas in your mind. And um, we're very lucky that Eric C. Nash had, he wrote the story and um, he wrote the screenplay and he directed as well as being one of the producers. So um, Eric's vision to how he wanted to direct it, he's not a writer's director you know he, he directed it and wanted it to be a, he knew visually how he wanted it to look and how it wanted to come across and he's worked with actors for many many years so it was really, really great how he gave direction and that came across in the film which is where i could have easily have got lost <laughs> yeah yeah well it's relatively complicated uh, i was going to say um uh that's an interesting um uh, the reason for why the script was picked up uh, is that now explained, but also uh, you're one of the producers. So um, I, I, I got the phone call um, back in May of 2019. So it wasn't much, um, much time between then and when we started filming um, with the concept and the script wasn't quite finished yet, but um, I got the first draft sent through to me and I'd been looking for um, a project I wanted to be involved with. Um, all my projects I take on are normally um, projects of the heart. So this was very nice and very different for me because I come from a horror background. So it's a very um, different change of genre <laughs> from doing horror to a rom-com. And um, this was just the perfect script. I, I knew um, halfway through the script that, yeah, I, I was going to be involved. With it. And I phoned Eric up afterwards because we'd actually been in communication for about several years before then and um, with different projects and never really seemed to click but this one and um, yeah I knew halfway through reading the script but yeah this, this is the one and um, and then before we knew it I was back down in Sydney in June or July and then we were doing all the pre getting ready for filming in October. <laughs> so so how did you I mean you're a producer so uh, how, yes. how, how did you get the money that's what I'm getting at I mean hard facts. Oh, that, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the funding aspect the funding was actually already on board Oh. Um, through Glasshouse. Glasshouse had been sponsored by an uh, individual um, investor. So it had been sponsored to actually do a couple of different projects. And this was the first project it came up with, was um, the Love You Like That. So the, the funding came from a sole individual investor, which was, which was very nice because it makes it a lot easier to deal with and manage. You're not working with um, multiple people who unsure of the actual industry yet you've got somebody there and you know it's somebody's funds that you want to get back to them too and um, so it puts a lot of pressure on your shoulders but at the same time it gives you that push to do it correctly and um and we were very lucky with um for glasshouse being funded and very lucky that this project was the first one to go ahead oh, there's a few more coming too <laughs> yeah well, that's really interesting isn't it i mean i've heard it before that people are fascinated wealthy people being fascinated with films um, yep. And I mean, in the past, there was a, ta a tax write-off element to it, but th that yep. is less so now. It's, oh, look, it's, it's the tax write-off element, you have to have your film made and get your film out there. It's, yeah, the producer's offset aspect is, is still available, but it's, it's, you have to prove that your film's actually being um, going out in a theatrical release, which is you know, I mean, a lot of films that get made. And unfortunately, a lot of independent films 
that the funding is pushed towards getting the producers offset back in the turn to actually bring investors on board. And um, that's where they have a lot of hurdles to jump across. We were quite lucky in that case. As I said, it was one investor and we just ran it from there, which was nice. He, the, the investor basically said, this is down to you guys, make a film, come back with the film. <laughs> so we were very, very lucky. We had a budget, obviously. <laughs> we couldn't go crazy, but um, it was uh, no, it was a micro budget for a little um, independent, but it was more than enough for us to get the film made and um, produced and um, and yeah, and now we've got it out there, which is fantastic. So, and, and I think that's a big thing with a lot of Australian independence too. It's, it's not just the getting the film made, it's actually what happens afterwards, your distribution avenues and your editing. You know, I mean, the, the actual filming is only five weeks. That's not a long time. It's everything else that's um, revolving around that that actually takes the time and takes a lot of the harder work. Yeah, and, and before get, before we get to that, because I was going to ask you about that, was, uh, <laughs> you've got an ensemble cast, and I noticed, as yes. you said, you said that you uh, come from a horror genre, and some of the people yeah. who were in those earlier films are in this film, aren't they? Yes, yes, they are. There's a couple that I've worked with before, um, John Jarrett. Um, I've done a couple of films with John in the past. Um, I think he's a wonderful actor. He's a great person to have on set, too. Um, it provides so much support for the um, the newer cast that are coming on board, and yeah, it's just, just wonderful to have on set. And the same with Alira Jacks, who's um, the lead the lead in the film, um, plays Mim. I've worked with Alira on a number of different films since back in 2012. Well, that's a long time; makes me feel old. <laughs> so it's, it's almost 10 years with Alira. Yeah. Um, and um, it's almost 20 years with John, actually, because I worked with John a long time ago back on McLeod's Daughters also. So that was a, <laughs> that was a while ago. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, they're both fantastic actors. They've both done the horror genres, which they're great at too. But when it comes down to telling a story, they really have, um, they're, they're really great storytellers, essentially. Um, the character that John plays was, he was somebody that, um, Eric and Patrick had at the top of their mind straight off. Um, and luckily, I've worked with John in the past, so it was easy to get in contact with him and ask him to see what he thought. And he was on board straight away too. And the same with Alira. Alira, actually, we advised off the film. And I stood back and stood away from it. I was like, I'm, I've known Alira for many, many years. So that was down to Eric and Patrick, the other producer, and to um, choose Alira, which was good. And the guy knew she had more than capable of doing the role. And she did. She blew it out of the park. And we're yeah. very happy with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and obviously the male lead is Mitchell Hope, who's, uh, yeah, yeah um, ha- is quite an experienced actor, despite his youthfulness. Oh, yeah, exactly. For, for such a young guy, he, um, yeah, he's just a wonderful actor. He really, really is a wonderful actor. And he knows what he needs to bring each day when he comes to set. And he knows what he's bringing. He knows how to feel his character. And that's what it brings out each time. It was a pleasure to work with, an absolute pleasure. It was pretty interesting to see Steph Tidstell there. She did a cracking <laughs> performance. Steph was amazing. <laughs> you know, I mean, for her, for her first film, she doesn't come from a film background. And, um, yeah, she, she blew it out of the park, Steph. She brought everything to that character, the strength that that character needed for Emily. And, um, yeah, she was wonderful. She was absolutely wonderful. Uh, and uh, it was also nice to see Chris Hayward, even though it was a small part. Oh, Chris, Chris's little part was fantastic. Somebody with a pedigree such as Chris is, um, 
it's just wonderful to have on set. And um, even when Mitchell was done his Disney and so forth, he was such a pleasure working with Chris. And, um, and he's, he's somebody who's been in the industry for a long, long time. Um, and Tim and John have got stories. Never asked them about their stories. But <laughs> they, they go back a long time too. And likewise, both of them were in a previous film that I was involved with. So it was nice to have Chris on board too. And especially for that role, he was perfect to, to bring out the emotion that we needed. Uh, we won't go into the um, the plot because there's a couple of twists and turns, as you said. I might all I have to say is that there was a certain doffing of the hat to Haven. Have you seen that series, Haven? No. Oh, there's there's a scene, there's an element your writer will have seen Haven. Wouldn't like I have to watch it now. Yeah, you have to. It's absolutely. Um, I mean, I was gripped by Haven. Uh, it became one of my. Um, uh, you know, secret pleasures to watch that program. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. I'm now going to have to search that and have a look. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and you'll know what I mean when you see it. Um, the other thing is that uh, your involvement's really interesting because, I mean, obviously you've been an actor, but you, you were a production manager on this and you also were a location scout. So tell me about your experience there. Uh, uh, well, it's been an independent film. It'd be great to have... Um, we had a wonderful crew on board um, and there was other aspects where we just didn't have the budget so I'm very hands-on and it was a lot of case of going, okay, we could either spend the budget there or I could just pull myself in many, many different directions, which I did. So um, I was a production manager on set every day and also um, we did the locations, last-minute locations and so forth. Um, it was, yeah, it was it was very involved. It, it, the best way to say it is it consumes your life. Mm. And it does, especially for that five weeks. And um, if there was other ways we could save budget and spend the budget elsewhere for the benefit of the film, that's what we did. And hence why I took on so many hats. Oh, yeah, yeah. And also... I, I always, always say I'm not going to, but I do. Yeah, yeah. But also <laughs> it's interesting because it's about the dynamics and the logistics and strategy of the filmmaking, isn't it? Most definitely, yes. Yes, no, and and that's it's got to be as smooth a run as possible. And this is not the actual filming. This is actually getting everything set up on a day-to-day basis. The logistics, no, and if we've got five big semi-trailers, logistics even having in parks and setting up unit in different areas. We did a lot of filming outside. It was in the Shire, and um, the community down in the Shire and then South Sydney was um, just amazing. They were wonderful, and um, the council down there were wonderful too which is something you don't hear often from a producer. <laughs> but no, they, they were absolutely wonderful. No, we filmed on Cronulla Beach. No, I mean, so you can imagine the logistical side of that on a nice summer's day. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was, it was fantastic. And, um, God, it's amazing because you've got shots with nobody on the beach at all. <laughs> no, <we're very> <laughs> that just seems incredible. I was trying to work out where you actually did do the shooting. And I looked up Sutherland and it said a place in Victoria. And I thought, that can't be right. <laughs> no, the, the, the Southern Shire, yeah, we, we did it um, all over the Southern Shire and over in Bandina also. And um, we were very, very lucky with it. As I said, we had a fantastic crew on board. With, and that's what people forget to if it wasn't for the crew, you wouldn't get films made. It's that simple. So um, it's the cast and the crew and everyone's involvement together. And um, we had quite a dynamic um, crew backing me up and backing everyone else in the film up. So we were very lucky with that. So what were some of the problems that you had to deal with in particular that come to mind? Uh, um, injuries, 
um, certain cast injuring themselves when they're at the gym out of <laughs> filming. Um, <laughs> this is somebody's pec muscle got torn Ooh. the night before filming a certain scene. We're like, no. Um, the, the, the fires, obviously the smoke uh. um, for doing outside um, locations. Um, changing locations at last minute due, due to weather or um, other aspects. Um, it's not, as I said, we've got had, like several semi-trailer trucks, so it's very difficult to change something at last minute and oh, get yeah. everywhere parked. And um, and just that, to be honest with you, apart from that side of things, there wasn't really much else that we had as a challenge. Not apart from the day-to-day challenges, it was. Um, yeah, we were quite lucky with a lot of things. We made a lot of decisions. Some decisions were the week before, some decisions were a couple of days before to change things. And um, yeah, we were lucky we did. And that made um, made a bit of a nightmare to reorganise everything, but at the same time, it made the film. But it's about being flexible. So, That's what you're really saying. Oh, goodness, yes. Most mm. definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I said you can be as organised as you want to be. That's fantastic. But yeah, you have to be flexible. You're listening to Showreel on 3CR. We're chatting with Sean Gannon, one of the producers on Love You Like That, a new Australian romantic comedy. You were deeply involved in the post-production, weren't you? Yes, yes. I, I, I didn't do a lot for the editing side, but I, mainly on the consultant side, the post-production, organising all the post aspects. And, um, yeah. So it's basically, it's basically been... I've been with it now since May 2019, and we're still involved we've done a lot of um i've done a lot of self-distribution in the past i've been lucky all my projects in the past i've had international distribution that's the next goal now for love you like that is um hitting the international market the fact we've got such a large cinema release here is wonderful that just benefits us immensely yeah yeah okay uh, oh, and does that mean you because uh, you're skirting covid places and um, we are <laughs> But um, we are hoping to come around to the COVID places as soon as they open back up. Uh, look, it's a, it's a very funny world at the moment, um, especially with COVID and the film industry and cinemas in general. Um, so there's, there's a lot of bottlenecks of films, big films waiting to come out. So a lot of the little indies are either getting thrown to the back when the big ones come out. So we actually decided that we're doing this time just before it hits the Halloween market and Christmas then be next year, Australia Day and so forth from there. Um, before it hits all those markets, we wanted to get in now before the bottleneck of other films come out. And it gives us more of an opportunity as an independent film to, one, get seen and to get a proper market behind us. And like, I think it's, uh, all my films, this is probably one of my favourites as such, and I think it should be, um, I'd, I'd like it to get seen by as many people as possible. I think it's a lovely feel-good story and in this climate that we are with COVID it's nice to have something to pick people up. Yeah yeah well yeah it is it, it is a feel-good film and uh, I was it was noticing I was noticing that in a funny kind of way your role uh, by this stage you're an artful dodger but all the way through you uh, <laughs> are a care you're a very important person for the writer director and you know a person who started this process off as a a friendly uh creating a friendly uh security in the process of the entire film that's right isn't it um most definitely yeah yeah i think you have to have the right people around you and um as i said i've known eric for a number of years now and we've always supported each other with other aspects and it's just the right 
it was the right team to come on board with. It was the right timing. It was the right script. And um, um, my, my experience is a little bit more. No, well, I have a little bit more experience than Eric and Patrick in the feature film market. But um, their experience, what they bring to the film, is just as important. So we've all got to have each other's back. And I think that's a big thing about Glasshouse too. Um, Eric and Patrick love the fact that as a glass house, you know what I mean? We're, we're there for everyone. We want to do something a little bit different than all the, the film market at the moment, um, especially with our crew and uh, make sure everyone's looked after. And happy projects come out on screen. You know, you can see something that's a happy film and how it comes over on the screen and the people enjoyed it. And that's what we wanted to do with this too. And we want to make sure that that goes on with each of our projects. It's a bit like making bread. Making bread, <laughs> making bread with a happy mood makes better look. Yeah. Um, and you get that lovely bread smell and taste at the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, tell, me, um, tell me a little bit more about Glasshouse. I've seen Glasshouse as uh, credits at the end of some films. Mm. Tell me about that experiment. Um, well, Glasshouse is, um, the, uh, the, the guy set up Glasshouse uh, a number of years ago. It's mainly a theatre-based um company up until recently. Eric has wrote um, other films in the past and this was his first time directing and that was mainly um, down to the director of photography and um, Rob and myself pushing Eric into the role of directing. We thought he's more than capable of doing it. It was directed theatre, it's just a different aspect as in for how you're directing the film but it's, the main thing is, is getting out of the cast and directing the cast and we knew he was more than capable of doing that and um, he's really excelled and came through with that. And yeah, so Glasshouse, so the next, as I said, they've got a number of different projects coming up over the next few years. Um, this is our initial, or their initial um, baby. I hope to be with them and stay with them and remain with them for a few years at least. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a new company. We're looking at things differently from how Film come, films get made. We're going to be working with a lot of the same guys again. Uh, that's that, that simple. We make sure all our guys are involved in the process of what's happening. All the crew, not just the lead actors and so forth. We keep everyone involved and they're very appreciative of that too and they're looking forward to coming on board with the next next project also. And I think if you get a good team behind you, it makes all the difference. Now, it makes all those challenges easier to work with because you know you've got everyone's support and everyone's back and they've all got yours. So yeah, that, that's our our philosophy, so to speak. That's a very interesting thing because it's uh, like you see uh, filmmakers who are incredibly successful, uh, you know, well-known, yeah. famous, all the rest of it. Uh, it's very hard to get uh, the whole of the filmmaking uh, entourage together, but the ones that seem to have legs and create art, as it were, are the mm. ones that have a coterie of people in it, uh, together to make it happen in the future. It, it, it's essential, isn't it? It's that human bond. Most definitely it's essential. And look, it's, it's an industry where there's sometimes a lot of egos. And I think if you can put those egos aside um, and you need every single person involved to make a film. You know what I mean? Without the other crew members or the other teams, we can't do it. <laughs> so no, yeah, and, you can't. And you need to respect that too. And I think as, as from a management personnel, side of things, it's respecting everyone for their role. You know, there's a big thing that's always stuck in my head for many years ago, it's EQ over IQ. And you don't have to know everything in every aspect of that, but if you've got the right people on board, they can help you learn that and they're doing it for you. So 
they've got to treat everyone with the same respect and integrity. And that I mean, we're all humans here, we're all trying to do something that's creative. And it's a tough, tough industry to be in at the best of times. So if we can make it a bit more of a family atmosphere when you're spending 10 hours a day with people, it makes life a lot easier for everyone. Uh, one other aspect of the, I mean, there's a couple of things about this. Some of the actors that you had, like uh, Trudy Ross as Belissa, very solid actors, like very good actors, quite clearly very experienced. Trudy's an amazing actor. I remember watching Trudy on set of um, Charlie's Farm many years ago, where, where she actually played Charlie's mother. And it was one of those moments when you're watching someone and making the film you tend to get a bit lost you're just worried about what's the next steps five steps are ahead so you don't see much of that love process <laughs> but um i did have a moment to actually sit back on set and watch trudy do one certain scene and she blew me away and it's moments like that that make you realize that okay this is what this is why you're doing it you know what i mean this is when you can see someone who's um because trudy herself is a very she's a comedian so she's very funny she's very witty but she can bring out emotions she can bring out Anger, you know, and she can bring it that soft touch. She's really a solid actress. And I think she's going to be a fantastic name in Australia over the next few years, too. Hopefully, this can be a platform for her. Well, this, that's what I was really getting at is it's not just the technical side, it's actually uh, you, uh, with these kind of productions, you're actually uh, uh, creating um, solid ground for uh, future work for these people. I hope so. And look, I'll say with each of our cast that we've got on board, especially a lot of the new starts, it's, um, yeah, they've, they've been amazing. It's A lot of them, it's their first film. And um, you would never never tell. No, you, <laughs> you know, can't and, tell. And I, I, hope to, I hope to see them in lots of other productions coming up in the future and lots of different things. And, um, yeah, it's great. It's great to see. It's great to be a part of that too. You know, I mean, if it's somebody's... I hate to use the word stepping stone, but everyone's got to use stepping stones to get to a place. And if this is the part of their stepping stone, the part of their process, and then that's wonderful. And for that, I feel honoured being a part of that. Well, the distribution angle, which is what you're up to now and why we're talking, in fact, because you want people to realise that the film is happening. Um, uh, it's got a theatrical release, probably not in Victoria where I am because for a while anyway. Um, but will it go online later on? And uh, it, the overseas market, is it big for you? Um, most definitely. Look, um, the, the fact that we've got such a, a big cinema release, we're, we're um, hoping to get over a thousand screens, a hundred screens around Australia. We're already up at um, probably mid 50s, 60s. Um, most of that's through events, but it's not all events cinemas. There's a lot of independent cinemas out there too. Um, unfortunately, Victoria, yeah, at the moment, we have to hold back just because of the COVID. And, um, but as soon as um, that's um, eased, then we will be hitting the Victoria market too with a theatrical release. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's an Australian film. Um, it could have been, the storyline could be based anywhere. But as an Australian film, it does have that Australiana around it, even though it's not pushed to be Australian, if that makes sense. But I think if it gets shown over here first, I think people will understand it more. And then the international market too, it's, it's a nice, once again, it's the, the aspect of it being such a nice feel-good movie. And um, everywhere in the world at the moment is feeling a bit of a hit. So the more love that we can spread out there, the better.
That's it for Showreel this week. We've been chatting with Sean Gannon, producer on the newly released Australian romantic comedy Love You Like That. Assuming nothing happens untoward over the next few weeks, we will hear from Molly Reynolds about her new film, Shoe Barber, talk big and small tech from Black Magic Design, and from the creator of the series Unheard, we'll find out about this online series so it is actually possible to plan in the middle of a pandemic who would have thought keep safe dear listeners hear from me next week the rum is the dance of love look at me like you're in love love is in the air everywhere I look around love is in the air Every sight and every sound And I don't know if I'm being fooled Don't know if I'm being wise But it's something that I must believe in And it's there when I look in your eyes Love is in the air In the whisper of the tree In the thunder of the sea
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.